Well, good evening, everyone. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for joining us here tonight, and we are very honored and privileged that you are here to worship with us and to enjoy the singing and the speaking and the scripture and the songs and everything that goes with tonight's service. For those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Pastor Jake, and I have the great honor and privilege to be pastor here, and it is my joy and honor also to welcome you here this evening. Just a few announcements before we begin. Uh, please silence all of your cell phones. Either turn it off or put it on vibrate if you haven't done so yet. So please silence all of your cell phones. There is a correction to your bulletin, and so if you would kind of take note of this. We are only singing of the, of the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. We're only singing verses 1 through 5 of that hymn. And then, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, we're going to sing all three verses. Okay, so, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, we're only going to sing verses 1 through 5. And then, of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, we're singing three verses. Okay? And then finally, at the end of our service, uh, when we are singing Silent Night, all of you should have grabbed uh, a candle, at least all of you who are age-appropriate, um, and are not pyros, but anyway. Uh, uh, please be careful of the lit candles. If, if your candle um, begins to drip a lot, it's okay if you just want to blow it out. Um, we're not going to get mad or anything, okay? Um, so if your candle starts to drip quite a bit, just feel free to go ahead and blow it out, okay? Um, and then what will happen is, just kind of how those candles get lit, uh, myself and one of our student council members will be coming down this aisle, two other members of the um, student council will also go upstairs and light all of you folks' candles up there. Um, if you have a lit candle, some, the person next to you whose candle is not yet lit, it is their job to bring their candle to you. Because if you, with the lit candle, dip your candle over to the person who isn't lit, there's going to be a waxy mess. Okay? So uh, please be mindful of that as well. And that is all of the announcements that I have, so it is time for us to begin.
make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Continue with the responsive reading that is found in your bulletin. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. And in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood, the Lord is enthroned as king forever. His name shall be the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Lord, the Wonderful Counselor, God by all adored. Let us pray. Gracious Lord God, as travelers in this sinful world, the search for peace seems like an impossible dream. We see unrest all around us, in our country, in our schools, in our workplaces, and in our homes. Our minds are often filled with restless thoughts that rob our joy and happiness. Today, our children present a message filled with the, present a message filled with God's blessing of peace, peace that came to earth long ago in the Bethlehem manger. This was not an earthly peace, which is only fleeting, but heavenly peace that sets our hearts at rest. Send your Holy Spirit into our hearts and show us the true peace between our perfect God and our sin-filled souls. Teach us to treasure this peace that is ours through the sacrifice of Jesus, our Savior, and the Prince of Peace, in whose name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus says in his Gospels, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. I'm sure that many of you, if not all of you, just like me, have been listening to a lot of Christmas music, either on your playlist, or on the radio, or wherever you might happen to find it. And there is a song that, is, that, ha that has been out for years. It's a song by a guy named Andy Williams. And he sings a song called Happy Holidays. And there's a verse in there that I, I always laugh at. I've heard it now this season. I've, prob I've probably heard it 10, 12, 15 times. And I chuckle at this one verse every single time. It goes something like this. Happy Holidays and whoop-de-doo. Happy holidays and whoop-de-doo. I am willing to guess that there is probably more than one of you here this evening that in the days leading up to tonight, or perhaps even tonight when you came, you were sort of feeling a little bit whoop-de-doo about Christmas and about this season. And Jesus says, well, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Peace. Man, does that sound nice. Especially right now, here on Christmas Eve and during the Christmas season, when for some reason we are anything but peaceful. I would be willing to bet, and I think I would probably win this bet, that even as you sit here tonight, many of you have already been thinking about what you need to do for tomorrow. What you have to do immediately after tonight's service. What food that you have to make. What presents that you still have to wrap. What people you have to call still or text. Am I going to get everything done? Are my kids going to behave? Or perhaps things that are perhaps a little bit more serious. Are my wife and I going to make it? Will this Christmas, will this be my last Christmas with mom or with dad? 
I really, really miss my mom or my dad or husband or wife, especially right now, especially during this season. I mean, this is supposed to be one of the happiest times of the year. And if that's the case, why am I so miserable? Why am I so sad? Why does life get really hard every year right around this time? So my goal here in these few minutes that I have is to do one thing, and one thing only, to point you to the one who said these words. Again, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. My goal is to point you to the one who has left you his peace, to point you to the one that gives peace that is altogether different than the world gives. My goal tonight is to point you to Jesus. And the goal for all of these kids that are up here and all of the teachers that have worked so hard, their goal is singular. It is to point you to Jesus. And the Greek for this word peace, the Greek here helps us understand because the word for peace in this verse is regarded as synonymous, the same as messianic salvation. That the Messiah, Jesus, brings salvation. It's the peace that Paul knew when he wrote from prison, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It's the peace that Paul knew when he wrote in his first letter to the Corinthians. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. You see, Paul was able to write these things because he knew and believed the most important of all truths. That Jesus is Lord. And because Jesus is Lord, it is proof that God is faithful. That God keeps his promises. He promised to send a Savior, and he did. He promised to forgive our sins, and he has. He promised to make our relationship with God right again, and so he has. He, the Messiah, the promised one who will bring salvation, who has brought salvation, and so he has. And it is that promised salvation that brings us peace. It is the promised salvation from sin, death, and the power of the devil that Jesus promised to his disciples then. That he promises to you now. And he promises to give you peace. Peace that breaks through the chaos of this season. Peace that breaks through your anxiety if you will have enough time to get everything done that you want. Peace that breaks through your worry about your kids. Peace that breaks through the tension that currently exists between you and your husband. Or between you and your wife. Peace that breaks through the worry of losing a loved one. Peace that breaks through and penetrates the sadness of your hearts as you miss your loved one. And instead, this peace replaces it with the joy of the baby found in a major who would be crucified, dead, buried, and risen again, raised to new life so that you would have new life every single day. Because... As the angel said, unto you this day a Savior has been born. The Savior, the Messiah who brings salvation with him. So I close with these words from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing our next hymn, number 357, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
a boat on a calm lake. Maybe you are staring up into the star-studded sky on a warm summer night. Maybe you are thinking about soaring high above the earth like an eagle. Those are all wonderful thoughts of peace, yet all of them fall far short of peace that once existed in a special garden prepared by God. In Genesis, when God created the world, everything was peace, was perfect. And in this perfect world, everything was at peace. God was at peace with his creation. He was at peace with Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve were at peace with God. In Genesis 1 verse 31 says, And God saw all that he was made, and it was very good. But this peaceful place was soon destroyed when Adam and Eve decided to listen to Satan's lies. Genesis 3 verse 6 tells us, When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Sin turned a once peaceful garden into a place of unrest. War was declared between God and Satan and between Satan and Jesus. The peaceful paradise was over. Sin had infected the earth. From here on, descendants of Adam and Eve would live in a different world. A world of discord and turmoil, a world of sweat and tears, of trouble and pain, a world where there would be no peace. Genesis 3.15 reads, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. But God had a plan. While the world would still struggle to find peace, God would have put a perfect peace within the souls of his people. God would send a savior, a prince of peace, who would come to bring a lasting peace between people and God.
What do you think of when we say the word peace? Many would think that peace is the opposite of war. Unfortunately, our world has been at war since the fall of Adam, at war with God and at war with each other. War between people is a terrible thing. Hatred, envy, and greed are some causes for wars. No doubt many of us here have relatives who have fought in the war. As long as there is sin in our world, people will fight against other people. Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 6, You will hear wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. But that isn't the kind of war and peace we will be talking about today. There is a far more serious battle being fought. It's not a war that kills bodies. It destroys souls. It's a war that affects everyone. It's a war between holy God and sinful people. How could one find peace in the middle of such a war? The answer is Jesus. Jesus came to stop that war. When he died on the cross, he made peace between us and God. Sin separated us from God. Jesus lived a life we could not live. He gave us his sinlessness so that we may have peace with God. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 says, He was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, and by the punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Romans 5 verse 1 tells us, Since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Ephesians 2 verse 14 tells us that he himself is our peace. These worlds talk about a peace, a peace that is not the same as the world's peace. Jesus' peace is a special peace that we now have because God no longer looks at our sins. Knowing Jesus sets our hearts at peace. In John 14, verse 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. In John 16, verse 33, he said, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Isaiah went so far as to name Jesus the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, verse 6 says, To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace came to us in the promise of baby Jesus over 2,000 years ago. Through his birth, perfect life, and death, he gave the promise of eternity to all of mankind. John 3, 6, John 3 verse 16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, and that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life.
The Prince of Peace, Isaiah wrote about, was Emmanuel, God with us. The Prince of Peace came to earth as a baby in a manger on a peaceful Christmas night. Let's hear the story once again about the birth of baby Jesus, our Prince of Peace. Luke 2, verse 1 through 7 says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in the manger because there's no guest room available for them. Jesus' birth was so important that the angels in heaven shared this wonderful news with some shepherds watching their sheep that night. And what did the angels tell them? They told the shepherds that God's peace had now come down to earth. The Savior of the world had come as a baby. The promise of salvation was fulfilled in the virgin's birth, and the angels were compelled to spread the good news. appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been, to, a savior has been born. To you he is Messi the Messiah the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, suddenly a great company, company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, glory, glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth whom his favor rest.
At this time, we will collect our offering. Wouldn't it be wonderful if our lives were more peaceful? But we're so busy, so wrapped up in ourselves and others. Our hectic lives know little peace. Especially during the season of Christmas, it seems that we will get very little peace until it's all over. How sad. Of all the seasons of the year, Christmas should be the most peaceful. It's the time of year we think especially about our Prince of Peace. In John 14, verse 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the Lord gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son to earth as a baby so many years ago. Thank you that he paid the punishment for our sins by dying on the cross. And thank you that he rose again to prove that death was truly defeated. We place our trust in you to be our Savior. Guide us through the dark times of our lives and give us courage to live for you. God of love, Father of all, the darkness that covered the earth has given way to the bright dawn of your word made flesh. Make us a people of this light. Make us faithful to your word that we may bring your life to the waiting world. 
Grant that we may share with all our hearts in this profound mystery of Christmas. Put into the hearts of all this peace, for which they sometimes seek so desperately, and which you alone can give to them. Join us all together in your love and give us your heavenly peace. Loving God, help us remember the birth of our Savior, Jesus, that we may share in the song of the angels, the gladness of the shepherds, and the worship of the wise men. Deliver us from evil by the blessing which Christ brings and teach us to be merry with clear hearts. And may this Christmas season make us happy to be a child of you. Amen. when we read about the peace we have from knowing that our sins are forgiven. Our debt has been paid. Our guilt has been removed. One, one such verse is Thessalonians 3, verse 16. Yeah. And now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. The Apostle Paul speaks about the peace of God that is so wonderful it goes beyond our human understanding. We read in Philippians 4, verse 7, the peace of God that is so wonderful it transcends all understanding. In Psalm 29, verse 11, 
David tells us that the peace we have as God's children is a blessing for us to enjoy. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Colossians 3 verse 15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. And we bow our heads to pray. Oh, the peace forever, knowing in God's gift of his own son. Oh, the peace of simply knowing on the cross that all is done. Peace with God, the Son of heaven, came to earth for one like me. Peace with God, the Lord is risen. Righteousness, no sons can free. Peace with God is Christ in glory, God is just, and God is love. Now I too must tell the story, bringing soul to God above. Jesus, Savior, we adore thee, Christ our God, anointed Son. Prince of peace, Lord of Lord, our salvation, you have won. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Please stand as we sing our final hymn. 